on this, the third worst podcast about motorcycles and motorcycle-related products, me and my co-host Don Cayo, straight from Cabo San Lucas in two bottles of tequila, take you on a journey through dirt bikes. But we finally got you some information on the Kobe. Mike Johnson, a factory rider, comes on the show to tell you all about it. So here's the show. One... And we are live. Oh, yeah, we are. Uh, welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, everybody. My name is Jimmy Lewis. This is the podcast where we talk about motorcycle and motorcycle-related products. My co-host tonight is Don Cayo Tequila. Nice. I even I even mispronounced that right off the right nice. off the get go. But we have a banger of a show. This is show number one hundred and eighty-seven. You may ask, how did we get to 187 shows? Because we are possibly the third worst motorcycle podcast ever. But the best one from Pahrump. That's the best from Pahrump, yeah. But uh, it wouldn't be possible with the help of some awesome sponsors. Uh, Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC. DDC, our first sponsor maker, maker of awesome chain wheels. Trail Tech, Fast Company, Seat Concepts, bulletproof designs and double take mirrors they believe in what we do we don't just uh talk about their products we're just absolute shills for all of our sponsors yep that's the way we do things around here not really we actually we tell it like it is um you can also support us by clicking through on our amazon and rocky mountain atv mc links that's just go to www.dirtbiketest.com and there's a little pull-down banner to support DBT, and you can help us out. But tonight, I've everybody asks, this is probably the number number two, number three question. Jimmy, have you ridden the Cove? Cove. The rally bike. The one from China. And I haven't. Still haven't. I touched one. I've touched two of them now. Actually, three, because it was two at the show, and then I touched Mike's bike. I have Mike Johnson on, who is a Cove, and I hope I'm saying this right, factory rider, or is it just Cove? Cove, Cove is correct, yeah, that's how they say it. Okay, so I was doing that right, at least I did one thing right on this show, so <laughs> check that off. Uh, do we have any other technical issues that I need to be aware of tonight, Matt? No, well, nope. uh, smooth sailing. So, so far, it's been a good return to uh, to prompt. Okay. First live show in a few weeks. Right. So last week you got to, when in my absence, yep. I tasked you with uh, co-hosting or, you know, hosting with Logan as the co-host. How did mm-hmm. Logan do? He did good, actually. I, I felt like we actually had a really solid discussion once I got over my, oh, shit, I'm hosting nerves. Right. And he, he so he spoke in like long sentences. Yeah. Yeah. Really concise. Really good. I had good points. Oh, concise. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So, uh. Anyways, Mike, if you're not familiar with this show, we jibber-jabber about motorcycle and motorcycle-related products. Like I said, answer a lot of uh, viewer-listener questions, and I try to, when when I can't answer something, I try to find an expert, hence uh, running into you at the Nora Mexican 1000 was really good, because I didn't know you were a Kobe factor rider. I heard that you had a Kobe and you were going to gonna race it in Sonora. And unlike everybody else, I knew you would finish. And then, lo and behold, they had this kind of Ironman challenge 
where they would grab you from the finish line of the snore rally and drive you to the start line of the Nora Mexico 1000 quickly run you through tech inspection and registration and bang, you're yep. in for another five days of rally. And you, you took that challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I did. How, how, so how, let's, first of all, um, how was Sonora? Uh, Sonora was good. A little different than the typical uh, routes that we would see. A um, little less dunes, but still a lot of sand. Um, we were running after the FIM guys so we had a lot of tracks to follow a lot not a lot of navigation um but there were a few places where they made mistakes and then you, you still had to do some some your own navigation so a little different than usual but a fun event for sure so so they started the like normal they started the the fim motorcycles first fia cars so that's the really fast um cars that are doing the world series and then they started what they called the national motorcycles and that's the class that you were competing i was in, in the nationals uh we had three riders on Kobe the Kobe team there was uh, a chinese rider a french rider and then myself american rider um those two guys the other two guys were in the fim class and i was in the national class and so, so yeah, we started did, in my class we started after the fia cars and the fim bikes so how did uh, how did you how did you pick up your your Kobe factory ride? Well, it it it, it happened kind of organically. Mike Georgeson was working on being a dealer. Um, I think they were looking for a, a solid um, U.S. rider that they knew could get a finish. I mean, that was their primary focus was to get a finish. Um, and they, they kind of identified me as potentially that guy and I was in for it. So that just kind of happened. Um, the Nora part of it is something that I put together in the end. And that, that was, uh, kind of me just going to them and asking if they would support me to go to the, the Nora after the Sonora rally. So I was kind of right. so, solo. So did, um, so in, in Sonora, everybody finished. Yeah. So Kobe had three bikes in the Dakar this year, three entries and three finishers um, uh, at the Sonora Rally, three, three Kobe entries and three finishers. And then I took uh, one of those bikes down to Nora and uh, finished that. So pretty good record going for Kobe right now, I'd say. Yeah, and they, they finished Dakar on the bikes. And now they... Um and now you, they've done uh, the Sonora and you, you, and, and you're like, as far as when I say factory rider, you, you have what is considered like kind of the, the rally or the competition version of that bike. Right. Yep. And that bike and, that I rode um, was the one that the French rider rode at the, the Sonora. And I pretty much took it, changed the oil, put new bib mooses and tires on it, uh, cleaned the air filter and started uh, the Nora rally. So there wasn't a whole lot of prep done in between. And so, um, that was like doing another, what, two thirds of the Dakar, you know, on that, on that bike. So, and it did really so, well. So, yeah. So, so, and I, yeah, I saw this, I, I, you, you led and opened the stage for quite a long time on one of the days, I think day two, right? Yeah. 
and uh, you're you know, always always right up there. And, and Nora isn't like we won't call it professional rally. It's it's more kind of a they say it's the f- most fun race that there is. So um, what do they call it? Uh, I should know. Wait a minute. Funnest I don't have, race I, if on I had earth the, or something to that. Funnest effect. race on earth. Yeah. 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 If I had the the Nora bottle of tequila here, I could <laughs> I could read right <laughs> off of that thing. So uh, good. Uh, uh, yeah. Good. Good times. But. Uh, so durability doesn't seem to be too much of an issue. And I think that's a lot of times when we're talking about like Chinese built bikes that are from a company that doesn't have a long history, that seems to be it. But this is sort of a branch of what is it? GP it's GPX motors. Um, I, the distributor in the U S is, is GPX, but I'm not sure how that structure transfers over into China. So I'm not sure if that, I, I know Covey has other bikes. Um, and this, the, the platform for this motor is off of one of their um, adventure platforms, I guess, is what I heard. Yeah. And, and I just haven't really had a whole lot of experience um, with the, uh, you know, with the brand. It was like, it, it kind of popped up and there was the pictures of the bike and, you know, and, and, people always say it looks like a KTM knockoff. And when you, when you look at the shapes and the designs and stuff, it does have the shape of a lot of the KTM things, but then you look underneath it and it's definitely a lot different. The motor has more of, I would say like a, I don't want to call it. It's kind of like a Yamaha cylinder and head design to a certain extent, but then the, the bottom end is kind of, it looks kind of all of its own. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it looks like to me. And it does have a six speed transmission. Um, a lot of the, the components of the motors, the, the detailed components look more like a Honda to me. And actually, um, Honda components will fit. The, the, the Honda uh, clutch will fit off of 450X. I think the brake pads are, are 450X pads. So, I mean, that's kind of nice that you can get parts that are readily available for that bike. And also, um, the U.S. distributor is going to be stocking uh, you know, all the parts for the bike and they're, they'll be able to um, ship them overnight if, if needed. So parts availability, I don't think is going to be an issue. Right. And so the big question is like, how did it work? And, and so Mike, you have a, not super current, but a, a you have a older KTM uh, rally bike, which yep. is, you know, the one of the ones that you really can't get here in the United States. Yep. So you, you have some experience riding those. And, and you, you, you told me, but I want you to tell everybody here kind of like, how did, how did it work? What did you think? Yeah. So I've got a 2016 rally replica and a 2014. And, um, I also raced a 2020, same as the one Matt was racing in the Africa eco race. So I have experience on these, um, the KTM rally replicas and, uh, the Covey, um, I wouldn't say it's not quite as refined as a rally replica, you know, KTM rally replica, but the bike works really, really well. Um, it's really comfortable. The ergonomics are really comfortable. The suspension is great. I couldn't believe how good the suspension was out of the box and uh, the handling. It's really, really stable handles really well. You can pound whoops on that thing with eight gallons of gas. So I was, I was really amazed with that. Actually it'll pound whoops better than the rally replica. Um, which you don't really expect a lot of that in, in a rally, but, uh, with, when Jimmy Lewis lays out the course, um, 
you, you end up seeing no, quite a bit. No, 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 so, no, no, no. You're not gonna. You're not gonna throw that. Me that. So anytime <laughs> you were in hoops, that, that was not part of the course that I wanted to go on. In fact, I saved you guys about 40, 40 miles, forty to fifty okay. miles of hoops on day one. Uh, that that's why that's why he had that long highway transfer into the finish, and and he was like, "Why are you? Why why would you do this to the motorcycles?" I go, "They'd rather ride down the highway than ride through those hoops down in San Felipe." Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and, right. and 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 in reality, when you guys started that second stage, uh, there was there was really when we when we laid it out and set it up, there was really only about ten miles, uh, actually ten kilometers of hoops the rest anytime you were kind of in those sand washes those sand washes there there would have been three four total tracks in that there would have been one utv two motorcycles five tracks one utv two motorcycles a second utv and then a car went through all that and and then i guess they at the last minute they changed the san felipe uh, 250 course and they they ended up using the same wash that we had uh gone down which had been you know they had the flash floods and stuff that wiped it all clean and they yeah. fixed that <laughs> for you guys and, and I, mean, I mean i felt bad when i found that out because yeah that kind of stuff happens but um but yeah that the the thing that stuck out stuck out to me and it didn't didn't really surprise me is that you said a it was really comfortable and then b that the suspension was really good and knowing that you've ridden the KTM's, and I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the, the the suspension, especially on we'll call them the stock KTM rally replicas. Yeah, uh, they tend to they tend to be, I I think kind of sprung a little bit stiff, but then they kind of blow a little bit through the stroke. Which you know, you know, when you're racing in Africa and stuff like that, the, um, that's kind of it. Kind of gets the job done because it's more like chattery stuff than it is like big G outs or hoop de doos. Or you know, well, they have big G outs, but there's not as many of them as we have, uh, you know, stateside or down in Baja. But uh, yeah, it uh, it didn't yes. it didn't really surprise me. Yeah, so I mean, when you use that expression to, that it kind of blows through the suspension, I see that a lot on the KTM's, and on this bike, it was it, it seems to have a really nice progressive damping. You know, the harder you hit, the hard, the better it dampens. And even though it was undersprung because we, I didn't get a chance to put the right spring weights on it for me, even though it was undersprung, um, I, I rarely bottomed. So um, I, it, I was really it, it impressed. Has, it, it has a linkage, correct, in the rear? Yeah. Do you know what kind of shock it is? It's their own. Um, it's kind of a KYB copy, I think. Right. And KYB the front forks. forks. Um, but, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not sure on the rear what exactly, but it, it just works well, you know. And, and, you know, after all those miles, no fork leaks, no, nothing like that. So um, that was impressive as yeah. well. Yeah, I usually cruise by where you guys were working. You were working through uh, Tim Morton at Baja Bound, and I'd usually cruise by, and you'd be doing the normal things like looking at the air filter, checking, you know, checking the usual stuff. And it didn't seem like you were doing any extra maintenance or anything crazy like that. Um, I know, you had, I guess, what the sprocket wore out. Yeah, yeah. Um, the um, Nels, who was the French rider, had put a, a three tooth bigger rear sprocket on it, which was actually better the the transmission is is uh the the ratios are pretty wide so the three tooth bigger sprocket made it work a little better but then i wore that sprocket out real quick so i had to go back to the stock sprocket so um yeah that was something i had to do um the first few days in sonora we had some fuel issues that 
um, they had a series of check valves between the tanks and on the um, on the gas caps. And I think that with they hadn't done much testing, maybe in the heat that we were experiencing. So that was pressurizing the tanks and forcing the check valves closed. So to resolve that, we removed most of the check valves and then th th that all worked out. So um, like with any bike, there's some things you've got to work with when they're brand new right out of the box. But um, I mean, the things that I had to deal with were pretty minimal. Yeah. And I mean, for a company to come out like in, they're not they're not saying, hey, we're going to take over and we're going to win. They're just putting their products out there and, and running them. I know that they've given them to a few different, you know, influencer guys that are doing a lot of videos, and get a lot of views. And I kind of I kind of watched them, but I've heard what these <laughs> what these guys say about other things. And I'm like, yeah, they're yeah. They don't have a, a ton of experience, but I knew you did. And and it was funny because there was a lot of people when they found out it was a Chinese, they were calling you China Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you, you got a nickname. Yeah, I used to be Big <laughs> and, Johnson and now I'm China Mike. I, I don't I don't right. know. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you're and you're you're a larger guy, you're a bigger dude. So, you know, it's like not not easy in the bike. But uh yeah, it it seemed like it seemed like it was working good. The bike looks the bike looks good. It, it wasn't it wasn't like falling apart or anything strange. It did that some you know, like the rally tower, it was it looks like it was made out of uh uh carbon fiber, correct? Yeah, it's a carbon fiber tower. And I did have a little issue with some of the uh supports getting loose on that and I, I had to repair that. But the factory is being really proactive on this stuff. I, we were um, we were scheduled for a meeting tonight and had technical difficulties, but they're they're all over understanding every issue and, and resolving it as quickly as possible. So the minor issues that we experienced, I think they will be resolving them in short order. Yeah. And I'm like I said, I'm kind of I'll ride one when when uh, when the time comes when they can uh, get one over here. And I talked to I talked to the guy at the the AIM show, and they were interested, but they were kind of at the time in short supply. And and yeah, like I was I was like I said, pretty stoked to to see out there. I I always thought it was going to finish. I didn't think I didn't. I mean, if they go do Dakar and then they're willing to come over here and they're willing to kind of send you over without, I mean, you did not have a mechanic. You just, it was you and the bike from what I saw, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, yeah. it was a little bit of a risk for them, but it also shows they must have confidence in their product to kind of, I, I put that effort together pretty much the last day of the Sonora rally. You know, I called Tim, <laughs> Hey Tim, you got room for me? He goes, not really, but you know, yeah, you're in Mike. So, um, that worked out. The got got in touch with the organization, asked them if I could do a last second uh, entry, and they allowed it. So, and like you said, they had sent a trailer over to haul bikes across, you know, over. So I knew they were engaged and and enthused about making this happen. So, um, yeah, I was able to put all the pieces together, talk to Covey, and they were they were willing to support it with the bike. So um, that's what we did, and and it worked out. So I'm really happy. And and that they are so as the, well so yeah no, that's cool and and so the plan is that they, they have a, like a street legal version or a street going version and then and then you were racing sort of the the race replica that they're also planning on selling as a competition vehicle over here correct right yep yeah the the um the street version i haven't seen it myself but it's it's um it's got a shorter suspension it's set up for a shorter person uh it doesn't have the rally tower it's got an aluminum uh bracket or brace and it's got like a 
uh, instrument panel on it rather than the road book. The competition version comes with the um, carbon fiber tower, longer suspension, uh, different mapping uh, for the motor uh, and um, uh, the road book, couple of ICOs. So it's set up to race right, right out of the box. Yeah. And so the st- the standard one would be set up more as like an ad- adventure touring bike, you know, a long distance right. 450, yeah. which frankly, I, I'm, I'm really, really surprised that somebody else hasn't really jumped on that segment of the market that, that they haven't. I mean, I thought for sure Honda would do something more than a CRF 300 L, um, right. you know, and, and I'm always kind of surprised that KTM doesn't figure out how to shape one of their bikes, you know, with some big tanks on a KTM 500 or something like this. Uh, it's, it's kind of mind boggling. And I, I, I hope that that takes off because as a, in reality, the, the 20 guys that want to have the, that need the, the, the race version kind of a thing. I mean, that's a, that's a good thing, especially if it's kind of factory built. But in reality, everybody can really use the adventure touring one. And then there's everybody that's like, well, yeah, I, I probably should get the adventure touring one, but I can buy the top fuel dragsters. <laughs> so they'll right. go and convert their, uh, you know, they'll convert their thing over. So, yeah, but, uh, so anyways, yeah, I just wanted. I had one that, of the like big said, things, that, Jimmy, about this bike is the fact that they're available. If you want to get a KTM rally replica, I mean, you have to get on a waiting list or know somebody and you'll be lucky to get it. And, and it's twice the price of this bike and uh, parts can be hard to get. And so this bike, they're going to be available. Those were the first four to come in that we had one spare bike at, at the Sonora. So those were the first four of the rally version to come into the country. But um, I, I understand they've got a shipment coming in. I don't know the exact quantity, maybe 10 of them coming soon. And there will be other shipments following uh, the local distributor or the local or the importer uh, in the U.S. will be um, carrying parts and able to ship uh, every day. And so these are going to be readily available, totally different than what you would deal with on on getting a, like a rally replica type bike. Yeah, you, you you pretty much have to have an entry in Dakar. You know, you have to have a, have a confirmed entry in Dakar and then like you said, kind of know somebody or be able to kind of go through a team or support angle on that. It's, I know it's not easy because I watched, you know, my friend Paul Neff, the stuff he went through to be able to get his hands on one and then different, different things. So yeah, I mean, good on him. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm stoked. I'm excited. Hey, better than, better than, uh, uh, they didn't just go on the internet and say they're, <laughs> they're going to build these bikes that can finish Dakar and then not show up for two years. Right. Um, if you know what I mean, Stark Varg, but, I guess Stark's shipping bikes now. So we'll talk about that in a little bit as well. But hey, Mike, congratulations. How did you, you ended up finishing what, um, third? Third overall, but there was a team effort in second place. I'm not sure how that works. And and second in the uh, rally pro class. So pretty good. I, I um, um, was trying to make, you know, I was, I was protecting the bike. It, it The main focus was to get a finish, not to go, you know, all balls out and, and try to get a win. So I was riding a little conservative and just making sure that, that everything went right. And it did. So, um, I, I'm happy with the result. Yeah. And, and Matt Sutherland's no slouch. You know, he was, he was riding pretty quick. I think, I think, uh, 
you know, it's it's everybody's that that group. There's a lot of little navigation mistakes that were being made. You you know, you benefited definitely one day from that, but then everybody makes mistakes here and there. Uh, the 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 other <laughs> the other thing I was going to mention is when um uh and I just lost my tra- uh, train of thought, but the oh what was I what was I going to bring up uh. Yeah, well, you can't. Well, you crash brought out. up Matt. That's... You brought up Matt. You know, and that kind of brings a distinction between the rally replica and the um, the Kobe. I would say if you were going to compare the two, uh, the rally replica is probably a little, like I said earlier, a little more refined, but it's a lot, uh, probably a lot faster on all out top speed. But the Kobe is much more maneuverable. Um, when we got into whoops and stuff, I could catch Matt like no problem. You know. When we were on all out, you know, fast straightaways, uh, he's got a little bigger cojones than I do. So he was all out, but, uh, you know, hard to keep up with a rally replica. On yeah. And, and you could, we could, yeah, there's places where we could view the tracking and stuff and see the top speed where it was definitely up a little bit on some, because there was definitely some long, fast roads that you guys went on. And then it was even times when I was out there just kind of sitting around and there was like some really sandy, um, long uphill poles and stuff. And that was the day after you switched your sprocket. And I heard you kind of going between fifth and sixth and fifth and six where yeah, on yeah. the on on those and even on some of the some of the other guys riding the XR six fifties and stuff, you know, they'd click it into fifth and just then they were just kind of wide open. And but hey, like I said, that's that's why that, that guy switched to the other sprocket. And if you'd known you would have had a spare one of those, you know, sitting around. But absolutely uh, changing yeah. sprockets are easy to change. But yeah, the fact that it's like I said, the fact that it's affordable, accessible. I think this is all really cool. I mean, the, you know, the rally now is kind of, you know, gaining that. Eh, I won't say it's getting popular, but it's gaining a little bit of attention here in the States and lots of, you know, guys are putting on different rides and routes. So um, I'm, I'm, I was stoked. I was stoked to see you down there. Um, glad, glad they supported you. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. And, and I, oh, I know what I wanted to bring up. You, you also texted me and you wanted me to get him to put Kove on the results page. <laughs> Uh, I was going to text back and like bike's not homologated yet. It hasn't even got an official thing, but you know, it was a drop down menu that, that, that the guy had built and the guy that built it wasn't on the rally. He's someplace else. And so nobody there okay. could figure out how to, how to go in and, and do that. I did inquire about it and I did ask them to, I don't know if they finally uh, were able to get to it or not, but uh, yeah, it wasn't on the, uh, the drop down menu. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, you got to get, you got to get the bike homologated and then get it put on the, on the list. But next year, uh, we'll definitely, I'll definitely talk to him and make sure that it's in there. Okay. So thank you, Jimmy. Are, are you, are you, are you, you coming back? You coming back next year? I'll probably be back. Yeah, sure. Right. It's so a very, bring, very bring fun home. event. I, I love, I love the event. I've actually done it uh, twice before and I actually, they had a, a, an event that they called the Cortez challenge where it was the two events combined. And uh, the last stage of the Sonora was a stage taking us from Sonora over to Baja. And then we started the Nora rally the next day. And uh, right. Yeah. I think that was in maybe 2015 or so 16. Yeah. Mike Shirley did that one also. Um, yeah. He was, he was riding down with me. He was kind of helping me with the course stuff that we were doing. And he, he had talked about doing that one as well. But the so, event's grown yeah. significantly since then. And that after party was, was second to none. That was incredible. Yeah. I didn't get to stay. I had to get back and uh, get to work here uh, doing, I don't know what I do for work. Is this, does this work? I think this is 
Somewhere in between. Somewhere in between it. Yeah. So I had I had to take off and roost. So I did all that work and I didn't even get to enjoy the uh, crazy party. Well, you missed a good one uh, at the end. Yeah. Fireworks on the beach in Cabo. Yep. Fire dance. Yeah. Flower dance. They had performances. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, anyways, thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, tell your tell your Kove contact. I don't want to be a factory rider, but I do want to ride the bike. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll, I'll let them know and i'm sure something can happen yep yeah we'd like to get a get a get a test on that and tell everybody kind of like you know in our words how we how we feel it works but i trust i i do i do trust you like when you it, right away you you didn't you didn't go on oh it's the fastest thing ever in this you, you were just straight up honest like hey the suspension's really good and it's comfortable and i'm like who am i to tell you that it's not i mean you definitely have the experience so uh yeah well good. i'll tell you jimmy i, I never would have after doing Sonora, I never would have volunteered myself to go and run the Baja Peninsula if the bike wasn't working well, you know, I, yeah. I, I didn't want to just beat the heck out of myself. So and, and when you go on the San Felipe a- course a week after it was run, you know, it's kind of inevitable, regardless of what you're on. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and, and then, and then you went, you went full factory, you switched from your normal, you're usually wearing climb gear, you switched over and you were running Kove gear too. Yeah. So the gear, um, when we got it, it it's kind of like, I, I, that's what I was talking about when I said jammies earlier, it kind of looks like pajamas and I agreed to wear it for the prologue. You know, I put the stuff on and everybody was kind of giggling. Even the Chinese guy, the Chinese rider was holding it up and, and kind of laughing, but I wrote it in the, I got it all set up, rode with it in the prologue. And I was like, huh, this is pretty nice gear. It's super comfortable, you know? So yeah. I thought, well, I'll try it on stage one use it on stage one. And I said, okay, I'll, I'm, I'm right. I'm, you're running it for the whole event. So it worked really well. Yeah. Full, full factory. See, you just a show for the company. That's the yep. way it works. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, Hey Mike, thanks for, thanks for coming on. Thanks for all the sort. By the way, Mike um, runs the uh, rally comp. You also are the owner of rally comp. You make a actual rally computer that's used at a, at a lot of different events. So um, if you're, if you're planning on doing a rally event, uh, talk to Mike about his rally comp and, uh, and have him show up on his Kove. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so, I, I ran rally like, comps well, for both events as, as well. So, yeah, we, we, well, we, you know, in Nora, they use the Stella. And so we're, we've got to, we've got to figure out what the, the issue is because there was definitely some sort of issues between having the two units. And we don't know. He kept, you know, it's funny because Caesar kept saying it, it has to have a SIM card in it. It has to have a SIM card. And I wonder, because yours has, yours has a, um, SD card, correct? Yes. Yep. I wonder if he, I wonder if the, now I don't know much about this stuff. Would that SD card put out kind of a noise or an interference that could affect? No. No. Yeah. I don't, I don't know enough. I didn't understand where he was coming from with all that, but uh, um, yeah, I don't know know if it was an issue or not. Yeah, you and Matt Southern were the only two that were having um, similar problems with the with the Stella unit the, when it was shutting down and just doing some awkward stuff. And for sure, some of it was on them, and they they admitted that. And then, but some of it they just couldn't explain. Yeah. But you your your two bikes were the only ones who were doing it, and also the the only other similarities were the only two that were running the the rally comp uh, yeah. at the same time. And you you were using the rally comp as a odometer uh, cap. Correct. Here. Yep. Yeah. And so, Matt was as well. Cool. Yeah, so cool. Well, right on. Well, Rally Comp uh, Odometer's a top uh, two, uh, two, top two out of three. Oh, and here's how they work it. So, since Nor is is Mexican, is kind of fashioned after the the Baja One Thousand. You're allowed to run a team, 
And what's funny is everybody coming from the rally side, it's it's one ride or one bike. That's just the way it is. And if you're coming from like the score side or the Baja side, it's always a lot of teams. And so, and it, Nora has always been kind of a lot about teams. And last year, I remember Matthew Glade from RMS getting to the finish line. And he's like, he's like, uh, why did we allow teams? We need like we need to be recognized for Ironman and like like if you go to like a score race, Ironman is kind of like a second class class. It's not the premier class sort of a thing. Right. Where in rally, yeah. it would kind of be the other thing. So it's just it's just Baja and it's Mexico and that's the that's the way it is. So we'll just um, you know let it let it sort out in the wash. But I think I think more. I really hope that more guys that want to get into rally and you can probably. Um, expand on this if you were going to do a first rally i think the nora uh is would be one of the best ones to do yeah it's a little more relaxed um not a ton of navigation i mean you you threw some navigation on us on day one and then it sprinkled some in throughout the route but um for the most part it's pretty pretty simple navigation yeah it's 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 not difficult it's just turns you know it's not really it's not really difficult navigation especially if you slow down and take your time with it uh, but there's very few places where you're really going to use like cap headings and you know cap moyens and cap average all the crazy stuff they do in the in the uh, you know real rallies we'll call them this is more i say this is a fun rally yeah, yeah. And normally it's a lot smoother than it was this year. It was pretty rough most a lot of the way down, a lot rougher than I had experienced in the past. And which was a good endurance test for the bike as well. So um I mean it, we really really put it through the paces on that route. Yeah, it was it was uh I wanna say that it was not as rough as it could have been, but you know, things are getting just torn up down there because there's more and more trophy trucks with bigger tires and they're using the courses. You know, they're, they're, they're kind of getting limited in where they can go. You know, it's just like the, it's just this, it's expanding that, you know, you can't just go anywhere down there, but I promise you if, if, uh, if I go back and work on that event, it will be, uh, there'll be much better courses. I, you know, like, like I was talking to a few of you guys, I saw, I'd, I'd like to do a little bit more transfer to get you guys farther away from the cars to give us more time. Cause we really don't want car bike interaction at all. Right. And you didn't, I don't think, I don't think you had any at all. Did you? No, no, no. Yeah. 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 Uh, we don't want even for the back markers to have this problem. So we were talking about ways to, you know, maybe do a little bit more transfer to get us out in front. And then, and then we can really use some different route routes that, um, that the cars would have no interest going on. So yeah, it could get a, could get a lot better looking, looking positive for the future. So, yeah. Well, well thanks, Mike, thanks uh, for your input on the, the event. You, uh, brought it to another level so i appreciate that everybody does yeah thank you i i really i appreciate it and uh thanks for thanks for coming on kobe factory rider mike johnson uh, we will uh see him out in the trail so cheers mike okay thanks jimmy have a good evening yep there we go uh let's see gary goodwin says let me know and he'll bring a bike down are you ready matt we can go rally riding yeah Okay. I need more roadbook experience anyway. Actually, you know what? When we we're riding back from Tour Tech, mm-hmm. you want to ride a Kobe back? I'm sure. riding my Tenere. So yeah, I'll, I'll ride a Kobe. Because I'll smoke you. Well, yeah, that's not a... I'm going to smoke you. I'm not a racer. Oh, As oh I, that's right. It's just an adventure ride. I forgot. Yeah, it's just an adventure <laughs> ride. No, no. no I, I, I was reminded just how much I'm not a racer when I was at that... Uh, when Trevor invited me out to do the 450 shootout. Oh, did you guys do that? Yeah, yeah. I went out. I, there's a video of me talking about the bikes. Just recently? Yeah, literally last Friday. I huh. drove out to Hesperia. My first time at Hesperia. Hysteria. 
Yeah. I got to drive the mom car off road. <laughs> we didn't know if it was going to make it back out. Like I had Trevor's number pretty much on speed dial if I was going to get stuck. But so he could t- drag you out with his big yeah, whomper yeah. stomper but truck. The mom car, tires. There was only three sketchy moments yeah. in and out. Only three. <laughs> so so uh, lo- lots of <laughs> cool. Yeah, it was fun. So what did what it did? So that area. It seems like it favors some bikes more than others. Would would you say that some bikes you didn't like and some bikes you liked? Uh, yes, yes, a hundred percent. And I would agree with that, but we were actually, the, the course he had me on, it had a pretty wide variety of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, like there was some tight sections, sandy sections, hard pack, rocky, like I, I'll give it to Trevor. He did, we did, he did pick a really good loop. Cool. It, it, it was a wide variety. You know? So yeah. I could see the, each bike's strengths, uh, all in this loop. So yeah. shout good. out to Trevor. He did a good job. Yeah, I just I just rode them around Glen Helen. I didn't care. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we take every bike. Just go to Glen Helen. It yeah. was good. No, I was I was really impressed with all those bikes. I Yeah. I frankly the 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 difference from my most favorite to my least favorite was so small that I could make a couple changes to one and it would catapult it to the to the mm-hmm. front or you know I could mess up a change on the one that I liked the most and it would kind of take it to the take it to the back and kind of just got to the point where it's like it's like when I, if I say, what do I really want to do with these bikes? Like, what's my end goal? Like, do I want to do a little bit more motocross? I would favor, I would lean one direction. If mm-hmm. I wanted to do more trail riding off road, I would kind of go another direction. But yeah, yeah, all in all, pretty, uh, pretty cool bike. So, and, and I, I can't, I can see where each bike was like really good for someone, but I can't say the gap was that close for me. Like, I had a very distinct last place. You didn't like the Hondas, the Honda. Nope. Am I correct? Uh, it was, it was my third, but it wasn't my last. No. Oh, really? No. Interesting. Uh, Uh, I don't know if you want me to say it. So if you want to, are you giving it up? Let's, let's spoil Trevor's video he's coming out with. Well, I already did say the the place of the Honda. Is the, is the, is the video, the video is not out yet. No, no. I'm pretty sure he's editing it right now. He's probably got to do the old guy video first, right? Yeah. Or he's putting them all together. He's putting them all together. So okay. I so, I, yeah. Well, if you want to know more about what I think about these bikes, go to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, episode number 185. Six. 186. Oh, because you, because you skipped, because your show was so bad last week, you didn't even give it a number. I, I gave it a, I called it a special. A special. Yeah. So it's not going to be a numbered episode. Yeah. Uh, and I do apologize to everyone. I was on vacation and I came back and I was swamped with my new nine to five job. Uh, I will get going on uploading the episodes that are not uploaded. So what you're saying is Logan was so bad it didn't even deserve a number. Sure. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll blame Logan. He's not here to defend himself. So right. He should, I'll, I'll just cast he, the blame he on him. You could always call in him. if he would actually talk, but he, he's probably trying to text us in the answer to that he, question right now. He's gotten better about talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that I brought some of that out because I really don't like to just abuse and make fun of kids like I do with Logan all the time. I, I think I call it... Um, we had a terminology for this. It was, I, it was, uh, it, it was positive reinforcement through negative ne- something or others. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a whole. It was a whole. There was a whole segment about that. I think I got in. I got in trouble from some people. They said I. I got to quit being so mean. But mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm getting old, and I can do this. So there we go. Uh, do we have any questions? Hey, yeah, just you, a couple questions. Did good. you want to talk about the Stark news? No, I want to talk about Seat Concepts because Seat Concepts seats are proudly made and developed in the USA by true motorcycle enthusiasts. Seat Concepts offers a wide variety of seat options from stylish replacement covers to complete seats as well as various height and width profiles. In fact, I've been sitting on a Seat Concepts seat this whole time. 
Because I like him so much. Yeah, it was right here underneath underneath me. He didn't believe me, did you? So anyways, uh, go to SeatConcepts.com. Uh, Seat Concepts has been saving asses since 2009, which really isn't that long, but they've sure figured it out in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. So all good. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Stark, Stark News. I saw, well, so I just, I saw something where they started delivery of bikes. I'm like, mm. really? I'm surprised that we haven't heard more about it. And I'm like, well, somebody should have run to the YouTubes and said, hey, look, I got my Stark. And so I did a little more research. And evidently, the guy who's the first customer, the first, and there's an interesting story behind that, too, evidently, because somehow he ordered his bike before the website even went live. Huh. Don't know how this happened. But he's now a Stark customer number one. He's got his YouTube channel. He's gonna go, he's gonna go super viral. He'll be better than he'll be more famous than Tech Talk Taco Tuesday mm-hmm. already. And uh but they flew him over to Barcelona and he got to ride his bike and did this whole thing. So for me it's another one of these yeah. Man, they're good at marketing. Yeah. You know, it it it's and he you know, but then Cycle News did a did an interview um, with the the CEO, and he explained a lot of the stuff that they have going on, and and so they they are supposedly releasing the bikes. That they're it's a little hard to get them over here so quick because they got to put them on a ship and the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why they sent this guy over to actually kind of get the news out. But I'm pretty sure they'll be coming out in Europe uh, a little bit a little bit sooner. They're released as a 60 horsepower motorcycle, mm-hmm. uh, no, not the 80. No, I, I don't know whoever would say that, like, right from the very first time I heard it, but mm-hmm. somebody did, me. And they also, they made some changes. They made a couple changes. One was to increase the battery capacity, because they remember when they started talking about, like, the battery capacity and the charge and all this stuff like that, and I said, that's kind of impossible. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I guess it was, so they addressed it, which is good. And they're, 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 they're saying that they're small, they're able to make these kind of adjustments, things are things are going good. Um and it took about the amount of time I thought it was going to take to for them to get supply on certain things. So good. I mean, I hope they. I. I I'm not poo pooing it. I'm just pointing things out. We're, we're, we're not poo pooing the product. We're poo pooing the uh, the process. Uh, I. Well, how, how they just came out with all these bold claims? Yeah, just just it's okay. It's completely different than like, for instance, Kove. For instance, like they said, hey, we got a bike. Hmm? Here's the bike. We they gave it to people. They went out and rode it. And it's organically it, it, it was, generating interest. It was kind of pretty much, yeah. We, I mean, I can't believe how many questions we get, it, but people know I ride these kind of bikes. And so mm-hmm. they kind of did it. Bang, they're at Dakar. They didn't, they didn't, there was no big announcement. We're going to go take over Dakar. They just, they show up at Dakar. They finish their bikes. Mm-hmm. Now they're out here in high profile things. I mean, I'm sure they're looking for dealers and doing all that stuff, but it's just, it's like two different ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think, you know, but, you know, when they're talking about, you know, Stark is talking about having the capability to produce 150,000 bikes and kind of saying this right up front. I think they pre-sold 18,000. So they're they're really focusing on scaling up to meet that that need. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many of those are, you know, how many people canceled their orders or what after, you know, a year. Uh, I know a few people that did and then whatever. But, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll, it, it really, when the, when the product gets out in people's hands, then we'll start seeing, then we'll start seeing how things yeah. work. In, in in like Kobe, it's in people's hands, and they're kind of like I said, they let Mike Johnson go down to Baja and run the peninsula on it. Yeah, that's ballsy. 
you know, there was no factory mechanic, no factory truck. He didn't have a very big, his parts box was pretty minute. In fact, I think he only had a couple air filters because they were washing them. <laughs> so, um, yeah, good on him. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the, the Stark. Do you know if we'll be getting one? I, I was told that we can. I was told we, I mean, even though I lip off about it all the time, I told mm-hmm. him, I said, hey, I'll, I'll eat my own words when I ride the bike and it's the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like I rode, I've ridden most of the other electric bikes out there. I rode the Alta a fair amount. Um, was pretty impressed with that bike. You know, there was things right and wrong with it. Um, spent a fair amount of time on that. I, I rode that KTM, the, the free ride EXC mm-hmm. way more than I should have mm-hmm. just because I want to learn about how these things perform. What is it like when the battery gets hot? How long does the battery last? Just things, the questions that we're going to get asked, because I don't want to, you know, and that's, that's why when they say, Hey, just come and ride it for, you can ride my bike for 20 minutes and, you know, fly it over to Europe and ride it for 20 minutes. I'm like, no, (laughs) you know, I want to, I want to have the, the user experience. I want to take it to places that I know how bikes handle and perform. And like the reason, same reason we go to Glen Helen and, and ride around and do things because, you know how it compares to other bikes that you've ridden there, things like this. That's how stuff works. So we got a couple questions. Yes, we do. So Benjamin Baki the third was saying on a he's having a few issues on a twenty eighteen KTM five hundred. So it has a new get ECU. Oh wait a minute. He should have he should have bought a Yamaha. No. Uh, Yamaha, a very fine sponsor of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. So if you're having problems with your KTM, mm-hmm. which everybody does, in fact I heard that if you hook tie downs up to handlebars after you buy it at the dealer, that's the beginning of all your problems. Right, right. I mean, actually, if you take it away from the dealer, that's really, but the tie downs are kind of the symbol thing. That's probably why I'm maybe not getting invited to go ride the new AXCs because I say this kind of stuff. Mm. And they think I'm just a shill for Yamaha. But in reality, Yamaha has the best power tuner app on the market. You can take your YZ or YZFX or your WR now with a competition ECU in it. And you can tune the motor to make it do anything you want. It's already riding on one of the most stable, best suspended platforms known to man. And they're blue. So mm-hmm. uh, check out your Yamaha at a Yamaha dealer of your choice. And uh, then you won't have any problems with the KTM. So continue, Benjamin Blake right. 3. Uh, promo to bill it. Uncap, smog, delete. Started backfiring on the D-cell. All fuel filters and injectors are in spec, including the valves. Seems like I could be, it seems like I could be a rich condi- condition. Any thoughts? And there's like a light perfectly in the way, so I'm dancing. To okay, I can, I can see that. So, um, the, so generally the backfire, well, they can be lean or rich, but generally what it is, if it's if it's rich, you you have a, an air leak inside the exhaust, and so then that rich mixture is getting in there. Some air is getting in your, in there. Generally, in the um, muffler, uh, you know the the header pipe and muffler connection, or it could be doing it up where you added that that end cap because now all of a sudden there's a there's a that, that's where the the gases are kind of getting out. It's kind of rare for them to. I mean, they can it it takes it takes a pretty rich mixture from backfire, but a lot of times lean. It's lean on D cell. And I have to admit, almost every time I've done stuff with the get ECUs when they come in a standard fuel, uh, the way they're delivered, they have some issues with, um, I will call it lower off throttle situations. So 
Um, it could just be the tune of the ECU. Uh, I don't know. Like the good thing about the good thing about the uh, the Vortex ones is they have a couple switches that you can just analog, you know, screw in and, and low lean the low out, lean it and richen it, and then you can very quickly figure out. Is it rich or lean? I don't know. In 2018, I don't know if you have the ability to do the tuning through an app on your Get ECU. But if you do, same thing. Uh, find some zero throttle position settings and see if you can lean or richen it in zero or low RPM um, or actually even mid 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 RPM, but low small throttle positions and see um, see where you're at uh, and try try that stuff out. But I know uh, Mike at Takamoto probably has a, a more concise answer for that stuff because he sells those things all day long. And that is what you have is a very standard setup. I wouldn't blame the, you know, like, like the, the fuel filters or anything like that. I would say it has to do with the, the, what the ECU is doing and possibly um, an air leak in the exhaust system at some point. So, okay. Uh, he's saying it's the Takamoto get ECU tune. Uh would having the reads in effect that? Uh, if you if they don't know that you have the reads in, yes, absolutely. So reads in or out is a huge difference in the tune you should be running on your ECU, especially on top end. Um, maybe not so much on the on the bottom end, although it eh, yeah. Is it? It's kind of like a supercharger. Uh, people think it's an emissions device, but it's kind of like a supercharger there. So yeah, it's a different tune. If if they don't know if if you haven't been provided a map specifically for reads in, then you need to get a map that has reads in. But most people take the reads out with those just because generally you're going for higher power, and the reads do limit high power. He's saying he thinks we uh, have a bingo. Right. Yeah. Well, that's that's why I get paid the big bucks here at uh, Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, answering mm-hmm. your motorcycle and motorcycle product related questions. I'm going to turn to my co-host right now, uh, Don Cayo uh, Blanco. So I picked this up down in uh, Cabo San Lucas at, a, at one of my favorite little tequila shops down there called West Coast Tequilas. It's owned by a guy in Oregon. I don't know him, but uh, the, the kids he has working down there are good. We broke the uh, taste testing record, me and Mike Shirley. Oh, nice. Yeah. We had more taste tests than anybody's had in one sitting. And the strange thing was, is Mike kept telling him, what do you do when people have a lot of tastes, but they don't buy anything? So we had him a little bit scared, mm-hmm. but we bought some stuff. Nice, nice. So it was all good. We bought the maximum we could legally bring back across the border. Nice. So, okay. So Mike H. is asking, what's the highest comfortable... Uh, highway speed on the Tenere 700? That's a really good question. Um, so <laughs> it depends on how much you like your fuel economy. So it's really easy once you start going over 70 miles an hour to just blow your fuel economy out the tailpipe. It's crazy. Actually, I just I just got my tune installed into my Tenere. I haven't ridden it, but I finally got my, I got a thing that reflashes ECU and all this stuff. So I'm working on this now. So the speed, I want to say at like 85 with it kind of stock suspension and everything like that, it's doing something to where it starts to become a little bit unstable. And, and it feels to me like it's actually kind of catching, you know, it's kind of catching some air and getting light on its tires. And so I kind of want to play with 
the ride height a little bit. Um, when I'm going to be doing long pavement sections, I feel like I, I might want to add some rear spring preload and kind of, kind of lift it up. It doesn't feel, it feels like it's, feels like the wind's picking it up and making the front end very light instead of kind of driving it back down on the ground. But I don't know. I think that, um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's, and then it has a lot to do with tire balance and what tires you're running. And I've got hand guards on, you know, different hand guards on my bike. And, you know, sometimes I've been running with, uh, the panniers. I got the tour tech, uh, Zega pros on there now, and that definitely changed it a little bit. So, I have to play with it more, but yeah, it's definitely not a, um, leader bike. You know, it's not, it's not like my KTM, uh, 1090s and, uh, 1190s and stuff like that. You're kind of straining at that point. Uh, you know, once you're, once you're kind of going over 70, 75, you're deep and a little bit deeper into the throttle, but I've gotten going a hundred and I don't know, 120 something. So it'll go that fast on the dirt. It, 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 it's, it seems like it's more stable on the dirt at that at that kind of ninety mile an hour range, but then it'll all do the same thing at a higher speed. So, Gary said the, he'll uh, DM, DM us about the uh, Cove. Cove cool. A. Yeah. Well, cool. I, I yeah. I mean, if they're selling them, there's no reason to have. I mean, no reason to have us ride them if they're selling them is what I always say. That's yeah. and <laughs> some manufacturers know that, but then they they then they never get you one, and you never even know. And it's like, how does that thing work? I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike H is asking thanks for that. At what point does it become abuse to the engine? It's a long haul out of uh, thanks. Oh, on the it's never abuse on that engine on the Yamaha, the Tenere. <laughs> no, you can just you can just send it on that. Th- you can hold that thing wide open from here to Texas, and it'll be fine. If if there's one thing that Yamaha, uh, in my opinion, is it, like Honda and like KTM, from what I know, they do a lot of durability. And actually, all the manufacturers do. I know this. And you don't have to worry about it's not abuse to the engine. You know, if you keep your air filter clean and don't run it on the rev limiter and in top gear, you're not going to be running on the rev limiter. It just doesn't. It's geared properly. So it doesn't do that. You're not going to not going to have a problem. Could use a lot of fuel, though, especially with the headwind you guys have out in Texas. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I rode across the half of that state with the one of the gnarliest cross side side winds. I mean, we were riding sideways the whole time. It was it was nutty. Like and, a ridge lift bed? No, because there was no ridges. But if had there been ridges, it was just flat, flat, boring, windy. The only thing like it was just like just your neck just shaking your your whole. It was like you were in a Batman. You're in a Batman TV show where where you're in the criminals. You're in the bad person's thing, and the whole the whole set was crooked. Mm-hmm. Do you know this? Do you remember this? I've seen they, I know. I've they, seen videos. Yeah, they turn it they turn it sideways. That was their that was their that's that's the way that's the way I feel about um you know Western Texas. It's like a bad Batman TV show. <laughs> <laughs> so okay we got more questions uh none from the chat from that the chat. i see we can uh i do want to answer the question that we were asked on our other show okay which was what suspension setting will help with uh traction or suspension adjustment helps with traction oh so yeah we had on we were doing a better rider podcast and somebody brought us a tech talk taco tuesday question they said yep. what can we do what can i do to adjust my shock to get better traction and in reality, I said there's a lot of stuff you can do, not just adjust the shock. Most riders, you know, for traction will adjust their 
position, body position to weight the wheel properly the where, where they want it or whatever. But if for some reason that's not working and, you know, maybe it's like, you know, UTV bumps would be a perfect example as opposed to just standard car washboard. You know, maybe it's just something, the rebound seems to be the most, the shock rebound adjustment seems to be the most effective and generally it's lightening it up. So allowing it to move a little bit quicker. So it follows the ground better or puts the tire back on the ground a little bit sooner. But this is kind of assuming that everything else is proper. And this is where they start talking about bike balance, you know, with your, you know, is your sag adjusted properly? Is your fork height right? You know, can you can you slide the forks up a little bit and take a little bit of weight off um, the rear wheel or add weight to the rear wheel? Is it an uphill versus downhill situation? There's so much that goes into that. Uh, the easiest thing to do is just move your body. Um, and then, and then for a lot of people, they, they've tightened their rebound up enough to where the bike, they don't want it to kind of kick on bumps and maybe they've caused it to what we call start packing. And so it gets into kind of a slower, it gets into a harsher part of the stroke. So it's not as fluid. And then it, it also kind of rides a little bit low and it doesn't rebound quick enough. So it, it tends to move slower and doesn't, doesn't follow the ground. So that's the uh, answer there. Yep. So Finn came in with a question, so we'll do his question, and then we'll go to commercial break. So Finn, 825, will 24WR250-450 US models get an unlocked ECU and map switch? Yamaha ended the green sticker for California, and KTM released the Trail 450X, uh, XEFW without emission stuff. Maybe Yamaha will follow? Um, so what I know right now is that um, right now in California, the only off-road 450 you can buy is the Honda CRF 450X. You can't even buy a Yamaha WR, a 23 Yamaha WR in California. Yamaha has decided or they feel that it is illegal for them to sell that bike in California. Now, the reason I was told is that a couple of years ago, California bumped up or kind of introduced a standard a little bit quicker than they said they were to do with evaporative emissions. So in other words, you have to have a sealed gas tank and you have to have a charcoal canister. So the so the bikes don't have this and they they're they can't just fit it on there, like retrofit it on there. They want to do it properly. So they just said, Well, we don't meet the we're not even going to bother with this. So that's where it's at. I don't see the WR line, even 250 or 450. I don't see those bikes changing because it's not in their cycle just yet to, to, to go to the newer platform. Like next year, you're going to see what I guess is if they keep trend and they, they seem to be pretty good. You'll see that 450 FX become like the 23 YZ 450. And then, the uh the and there there should be an all new yz 250 f and then and then everything kind of starts following after that the wr usually comes a year or two later and maybe at that point they'll change it um i know ktm it in 24 i didn't read the um yeah so ktm released the trail xc F450W. So I don't know what that, I don't know how that's being released as a, as a, I mean, all they have to do is take the license plate and stuff off. And they did this with the 500 EXC. 
uh, a couple years ago is they made a XCFW, not an EXC. XC. I got it. There's so many letters on this stuff, but they just took some of the lights off of it. And I think it had something slightly different, maybe in the exhaust system. But other than that, it was a 500 EXC with less lights and it was a California version. So um, it's not that hard for them to do because the, the EXC is a street going one in it and they're able to get it in there. But there's there's all kinds of regulations that that go on with this. And these companies have to kind of jump through hoops uh, to make this stuff work. So that's what's. Uh, yeah, that's what uh, that's what I know. So time for a break. Yep, we'll take a commercial break and we'll be back. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty. And we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and nose meets uh, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. On. Uh, whoops. Oh, here we go. Hold on. Busy. Uh, Don Cayo, my co-host tonight. So, a couple little things. Um, the Tech Talk Taco Tuesday t-shirt, the one we're going to go with here in gray, um, available soon. We're going to do a limited time order, and we're going to get them printed up and sent out. So, if you are interested in supporting Tech Talk Taco Tuesday with a nice t-shirt like this, you can get your hands on one. So that is going to be happening real soon. Um, I, I want to have a big special show when we do all that mm -hmm. stuff. There's, there's, there's some things in the works. Our man on the street, uh, Jerry Bernardo. The man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, he says, he says he'll come back out. He says he's a little busy right now. He's got a lot of stuff going on. But he says he says he'll be back out to help us pimp this shirt because we're going to become a t-shirt company because it's a podcasting thing. You can't be the third worst motorcycle podcast forever. Uh, Takamoto, it's bringing you this next segment called Rooster Endo. If you're not familiar with the segment, it's where you send us a picture of your bike. Make it a nice picture, please. Mm -hmm. Tell us the year, make, and model. These are very important things. It's just the easy stuff, my friends. Pretty picture, year, make, and model. And a list of mods. Then tell us about your bike. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a list of mods. I mean, it can. And the list of mods is great, but it doesn't have to be. I, I, don't, wanna, I don't want an epic about like how your bike was conceived. Mm -hmm. in, in, I'll in, never forget in the spreadsheets we've delivered. Yeah, don't, we don't need spreadsheets of every part. Like I, I saw one, I was glancing at it, said, said these are the parts over $100. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. which um, that might be okay, yeah. but I, I don't, you know, just tell us, tell us what you did to your bike. Maybe why make it, make it interesting. Cause remember when we had Logan read these things, it was painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, sometimes well, it's I'll, painful. And then we when, can never forget uh, Cooper's uh, titty tail. Right. Cooper's titty tail. He's still broken too. Is he broken? Uh, I haven't heard from him either. I haven't heard from him in a while. Actually. Yeah, they don't like talking to old people anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're getting to that age. Where I'm they... 26 now, so I'm old people too. Right. I so I was pointing out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Taco Moto this Friday, 3 p.m. Taco Moto's new shop open house. So you can go. We're going to be there. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Are we going to be there as dirt bike test or the riding school or both? Well, I don't know what dirt bike test has to sell. We don't. We have a couple shitty old T-shirts that we can bring. Yeah, maybe we can bring some of those T-shirts and we can hawk them and um, try to recoup, recoup some cost on the old versions. I like mm-hmm. some of the old versions. I do. I do like that. But there, there's no very few larges and very few extra larges because we used them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we have mediums and small. So bring your kids. Uh, Takamoto, three p.m. to nine p.m. Come by and say hi. Check out Takamoto's uh, shop. There'll be some vendors and people there. I think Moscomoto was one of the people I saw listed. And uh, I imagine they'll have tacos, you would think. Hopefully. Right. We could, uh, yeah, we'll be there. We'll yeah, we'll be pimping the school, the riding school that we're not going to have another school till October in, mm-hmm. at least down here. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. We could, maybe we can get you some private lessons. Hook, maybe hook even then. Private lesson classes. Yeah. Even then, you got to be ready to show up early. Yeah, because it gets hot out here. Yeah, it's already really hot. So, okay, ready to go into Rooster Rando? Okay, let's go. First one of the night is going to be from Justin Sutherland. This is a 2010 Yamaha YZ250 with 2015 plus OEM restyle kit. This is the faster USA wheel set, a tubeless tire system, IRC VE35 front with a VE33S uh, Jakota rear tire. Honda CR front brakes with a master cylinder caliper and pads and uh, with uh, it also features an oversized rotor. Streamlined steel braided uh, brake lines front and rear. Streamlined reflex clutch and brake levers. Tusk shifter slash brake pedal. Tusk foot pegs. Tusk rear disc guard. A Cherby's chain guide slide and sliders. Fast Co's flex handlebars. Cycro rebound handguards. Scott's performance steering stabilizer. An IMS 3.2 gallon tank. Electron carburetor, which is great for riding in Colorado. Uh, Moto Tessonari. Yep. V-Force 3 reed slash reed block. FMF gnarly pipe with turbine core 2.0 silencer. Stealthy 9-ounce flywheel weight. Super sprock sprockets. Primary drive X-ring chain. Moto seat cover. Moto seat seat cover, AXP extreme skid plate with linkage guard, stick stand because my fastway kickstand broke. Well, you should have had a Trail Tech kickstand on there. Yeah, that's the that would that would have uh, that would have helped. Oh, fastway makes good kickstands also. They're actually even a little bit more robust. But um, oh, I'm curious about how he broke the kickstand. <laughs> 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 was he was he on it like it had fouled the plug and he was just kicking it. Like crazy. Maybe. That's a very well set up machine. And you know what's good about Fast Company Flex Handlebars? They make any bike better mm-hmm. for your wrists. So, uh, yeah, nice nice looking machine, nice looking photo. It does look cold, which I'm kind of wishing it was cold right now, but it's going to be hot. I it's wish be really hot. Because I see the snow and it just means moisture. And I think we're out of moisture. It's all gone out here. So, uh, that that creek looks at full 
It looks nice. Uh, Bastian broke at the hinge, according to Justin. He the is hinge. in the chat. Yeah. Uh, they have a very complex hinge on the on the fast way. I will tell you that. Uh, Brenda's saying hard roost. Hard roost, yeah. I think I, this I, is. There's no. There's no question that this yeah, is a roost. This, this is a. This is a very nice motorcycle. I would tell you, uh, Justin, if you want to make this bike one thing better, investigate getting the the power valve ramp inside of your the 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 one from the X, and I was really really surprised at what it did. There's like the, one of the only changes. Like I think slightly lower compression. And they, they have a, a different ramp for the power valve. And you'd have to check the part numbers. I know on the 125 for sure, but on the 250, they, and it it really, really helped the power of the YZ for trail riding. And especially if you go to the direction of Electron, which I know it kind of smooths out the power. This does, I think it opens it up just slightly slower and it really made a, made a big difference. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a roost. I like it's that. I like that bike. Good roost. Really and good roost. and and it's not the only reason that that you know it's a Yamaha. No, no, but no. it doesn't hurt. No, it doesn't hurt. Uh, it, so this is going to be we're getting we're getting more Yamahas. We are getting more Yamahas. We're breaking out from that exe. Yeah, all submission. all exes. So Josh Korpovich, who won our last uh, Korpov, I'm sorry, I Josh K. Uh, he won our last rooster. That endeavor. bike looks really familiar. Yeah, and he actually did a. He's the one who submitted the nicest photo. I think this is right up there in a competition with that WR is one of the nicest photos we've ever gotten. This is a 1997 KTM 620 Rally. Jimmy raced one in the 97 Dakar, and I believe he raced this exact one in a score event back in the day. Nope, Paul. I raced it in a Best in the Desert Tonopah 300. And it was it was after it was after I finished uh, Dakar. But what's funny about that bike is it looked that one because it definitely had the Vosberg sticker on it because mm-hmm. that's because Gary Vosberg uh, bought the bike and the only way that they could get it to him I don't know it was one of those weird things where they had to do some sort of media thing for it and so I was a journalist and they're like uh, let, let's have Jimmy ride it at a race. So I went and soloed the 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 Tonopah 300, and I don't. I was not really interested in. <laughs> I was not really interested in racing a a bike that wasn't designed to do that kind of racing in that kind of race. Although, like Ricky Brabeck would just laugh at me right now, but because mm-hmm. uh, you know he did Vegas Torino on his rally bike and beat everybody, but. Uh, and Skyler did it also on his rally bike last year. So like, but it's different now though. They're, they're, you know, those, those, um, this is a girl's bike. It's only a six. I think this is a six twenty. Mm-hmm. I don't believe, is he say six twenty? Yeah. Six twenty. Yeah. So it's a six twenty. Yeah. He it, said Paul Krause used this one as a practice bike before the 98 Dakar. Yeah. Okay. So maybe they did get a different rear, um, side panel tank. Cause mine, I remember being a little bit different. I raced a purple one the first time. And then I raced an orange one the, the second time. Uh, but that thing is highly polished. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I know I raced one of those when they when they brought it over here. But yeah, and then they and then shortly after that they brought over the uh, the six. They 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 think God, I don't even know what the hell they called those things. But anyways, they had they they were you could buy these. Mm-hmm. Actually, wow. Ryan, Ryan Hanna had one. Uh, we had one <laughs> as a long term bike at uh, at uh, Cycle World, and and then Ryan bought it and tried to ride Vegas Torino on it. It lit him on fire, essentially. Oh, no. 
uh, since he won, he says since he won, he knows this is not a competitive entry, but just wanted to show it to us. So thanks for the submission. Okay, awesome. Yeah, no, that's a that's a sweet bike. Brings back some memories, good and bad. I think <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. All right, next up is Western Rogers. That I just saw that photo pop up, and that's Virginia City Grand Prix. Yep, I can tell. So, I never, I've never raced it. 2021 KTM 300 XCW. This picture was taken at the start of the 52nd annual Virginia City Grand Prix. Took first place in the Warrior uh, AM slash EXP class, uh, which is the military veteran class. Okay. Slavin's Mule Get ECU with Wi-Fi module. Slavin's Mule S3 carbon high compression kit head. Pin it racing TBI injection relocation kit. W, WP Exact Pro 6500 cartridges. Stock rear shock with race tech gold valve valves on spring bulletproof radiator guards a chair b skid plate uh front disc guard swing arm guard and fork shoes e-line header guard ktm rear disc guard tusk radiator fan fmf turbine core 2 odi v2 lo- rogue lock on grips pro taper cr high bend mako 360 bar mount nitro moose bibs and dumlop geo max mx 33 tires i don't like any of his mods almost all of them i don't like nitro mm-hmm. mooses I run nitro mooses. <laughs> uh, bulletproof radiator guards. Oh, bulletproof radiator guards. Yeah, those look sweet. I mean, that bike—that's what you see. He, he's it. I'd like to see more of the bike, just to you know, because we analyze the bike. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of stoked on his riding style. Yeah, good, good body uh, he's position. He's good body position. He's up on his feet. He looks, you know, it's kind of like he's going. Mm-hmm. It looks, it looks good. Uh, Pretty sweet. Uh, I think it just roosts just because I, I knew where it was. I mean, where else do you get to race down the street and do pop wheelie, do a little jump, all yeah. that? Yeah. Um, bike has lots of stuff on it. I'm sure he's really proud of it. But, yeah, I, I, that's a that's a lot of I, – <laughs> I actually – so I would like to just ride that. What year was it? A 21. 21, yeah. So I have a, I have a 19, and it would be just interesting to, like, just kind of ride it. <laughs> back to westerns in the chat back to you know back to back what do you mean none of, none of his mods none of my mods yeah you don't like any of his mods no i don't like any of his mods i i <laughs> no they're they're i was just going on kind of sponsors of the show sort of thing mm-hmm. there's yeah, a lot yeah. a lot of there's a lot of other but we hey we don't we don't discriminate <laughs> um all that's it it's kind of funny because i would almost want to ride that to see what all those changes do that's different than what like all of my changes do there's so mm-hmm. much there's so much stuff going on there with the with the suspension and with the engine characteristics and all this this stuff and it's just a it's like a different flavor of ice cream i guess yeah I, yeah <clears throat> but the reason i, I would want to ride it just i I'd want to see how it works I'd, and more so to say is there anything about this that i like really a lot that mm-hmm. i would want to transfer it over to my bike that's why you should always ride your buddy's bike if you get a chance you know mm-hmm. i always have my friends ride my bikes and mostly because i want to ride theirs yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know i just want to try it for a second or i want to see what they say like sometimes i'll change something and i'm not really sure about it and i just want to see if it it may be working really good or really bad and i i honestly and a lot of the the, the guys that i ride with are pretty sharp they pick stuff up so i have them ride it and they're like what the hell are you thinking with this tire you know what what what's going on with your rear shock or you know whatever and i'm like uh oh you noticed it 
<laughs> kind, of, kind of a kind of a thing like that. But yeah, I'm sure that bike makes him happy. <laughs> Ride your friend's bike, spend twenty thousand dollars. No, oh yeah, you yeah, Brenda had that problem. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's a popular problem. <laughs> it's a, well. See, that's the thing is I'm going to just minimize it. I'm going to find out what this, that one, that one sort of thing. And when I hear that list of all the, you know, different EC, relocate the injector, da, 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 you know, the full suspension wholesale, it's kind of like, was the stock stuff really that, really that bad? I just bought some whole different internals for my Explore Forks today, just because I want to try them. I want to test them. Mm-hmm. I was going to, I was just going to call up and say, Hey, I'm Jimmy with Dirt Bike Test and go that route. And I'm just like, Pfft. I'm just going to buy them and run them to see how they work. And that that way I know. And mm-hmm. so, because, yeah, I know. I Well, I know what I feel. I, I mean, is it better or worse? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, is this a rooster or an endo, though? For me, this oh, is a roost. roost. It's a roost. Yeah, I like yeah. this picture. That's fully a roost. Uh, so we have a discussion going on on the side where we're talking about what is the best trail saw. Mm-hmm. And in all honesty, the best one is, it's called a Big Silky. Uh, that I used on my tour of Idaho. I think mine was a 22-inch, 24-inch or something like that. But it's a folding, retracting saw. It has the right hook, super sharp blade. Um, I've used a lot of different trail sizes. You can go get one for, you know, a quarter of the price at Home Depot, but it cuts about not even half as good, like weight, not even nearly as good. And it breaks and... um they break real easy and they don't, they don't fold down. They don't stay locked. The, 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 the big silky locks and stuff. I think you can go, um, I wonder if Mark Martin still has a link on his website at motorcycle jazz, uh, com. Uh, he used to have some stuff. So the, yeah, the silky big boy, that's the, that's the one. Although, you know what I have been carrying <laughs> <laughs> on some of our, some of our, so I was carrying electric chainsaw around. I started carrying a reciprocating saw. Like a, like the like the Makita the short Makita mm-hmm. a reciprocating saw, and with a really aggressive like just dominator destructionator blade, I was blown away by how good that thing worked uh, for you know kind of like not I wouldn't call it clearing trail but just getting through some stuff that you needed to. Uh, so there's there's all different kinds of options. Yeah. So perfect. Okay, so next up on the Rooster Endo, it's going to be a submission from Joseph uh, Perezzo. Per- Perezzo. Wow, really? Try again. Come on, keep going. Perezzo. Perezzo. How do you spell it? Uh, P-E-R-A-Z-Z-O. Perezzo. Yeah, Perezzo. Yeah. All right, so this is Good a... Good job, Logan. 21 TE250, TE250i. 110 hours, and this was just refreshed. AXP, skid plate, KTM handguards, a Cherubis frame and bottom fork guards, polysport clutch cover guard, uh, 7602 racing rear disc guard, uh, tusk brake pedal and oil filter cap, eBay special, nice CNC chain guide and TPS guards, V-Force 4 reeds, FMF turbine turbine core 2.0, Tokyo off-road crankcase pressure sensors fitting slash tray, tubeless in rear, IRC JX8, rear tire meet us C19 front, Kreft RC suspension, JT twin star 52 tooth sprocket, giant loop front tug strap, 3D printed two-stroke oil cap, uh, dust sleeve, just added SKDA heritage style graphics. I, I do like the graphics. 
Yeah, it looks like the the new yeah the new ones. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of funny when I saw it. Is like, is this just a you know kind of looks you know with that pipe when they have that characteristic stock KTM pipe or Husky pipe? Uh, I just go, oh, it's just kind of a just kind of a stock bike, but uh, yeah, not uh, not too bad. I like to go riding there. It looks like the ground's semi moist. Looks fun. It looks like it's a lot cooler than it is here. Yeah, a lot cooler, and they had just recent recent rains. Some reason that bike looks. I'll say it, laid back. I have no idea. I think it, it's the way it's... It's just like the, the kick, kickstand's in a little bit of a hole, or mm-hmm. the, it, is the front number plate popped out just a little bit? Does he say tugger straps? You yeah. call it tugger straps? He's got a tugger strap on that thing, front of that thing, right? Yeah, I don't think he called it. He said it has a tugger strap. But he also said two... Uh, what was it? His... his uh, his relocation kit um, for the for the pressure sensor or pressure sensor tray or what did he call yeah, it? Yeah, uh, Tokyo Off Road Crankcase Pressure Sensor Fitting Slash Tray. Fitting Slash Tray. I wonder. I wonder what that is because I've seen some different videos about uh, some stuff. I mean, I haven't ha- I haven't had any of these problems that people are having, but then I have a 2019, so I only have one. Mine's just in the crankcase, so that's just where it hangs out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you know, it's in there so whoa what was that just a notification yeah that what tells it tells you that this podcast sucks more than ever uh, no, no really oh no. you don't have that notification set up Mm-mm. okay uh it's a brass fitting that gets rid of the plastic part so brenda oh she probably bought it for her brand new bike that doesn't need <laughs> yeah, it good yeah. job brenda buying into the buying into the marketing um what is uh, Mark Daniels is throwing up Amazon links? Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully it's, it's through the yeah, support ho- DBT. Yeah, it's it better be through the support DBT, or I'm not sharing any of my nice tequila that I got with you, buddy. Victor, uh, who's not in the chat tonight, amazingly, that's why we don't have any strange, uh, weird jokes tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. He says he's driving out to have some like new tequila. Oh, nice! Ready to ready to come out. We need to set up the flat track uh, pre pre Tech Talk Taco Tuesday flat tracks again. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's an important thing. Uh, this bike, uh, it's a soft roost. Like there's nothing about it that really stands out to me, but it's a solid bike, and I like the graphics. Yeah, he said. He said the other thing. He said eBay. What do you say? Amazon no, discard or eBay? eBay special nice CNC chain guide and TPS guards. Nice CNC. One word. Nice CNC, not eBay. Or it was eBay. He bought it off of eBay. eBay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Support support companies like Bulletproof Designs. (laughs) They make higher quality, better ones. Bulletproof Designs has stuff for your bike and the new 2023s and probably the 2024s soon after they come out because those guys make stuff really fast. Mm -hmm. The radiator guards are really strong. Perfect. Tested them before in harsh conditions. Okay, so next up is going to be Clinton uh, Rivera, who sent me a video submission, but I was having a problem with the file. So this is a... Well, t- did it involve, like, actually working the computer? Or... There's something about Apple videos. Apple videos. There's something about them. Okay. I can try... Let me... This bike looks hammered. A 21 KTM 500 EXCF, Maxxis Desert IT tires, Nitromus bibs, AEO suspension, Baja Designs headlight, flex bars, Scott Stamp, BRP mount, Fastway pegs, seat concepts, XL tall seat, sick ass tidy titty tail, and signal lights. Did he spell it properly? He did. He spelled it titty. 
T-I-T-T-Y. Wow. Yoshimura exhaust and fuel tuner from Takamoto. Trail That's tech good. GPS. Double take mirror. 370 hours. Only issue I had is this bike started to randomly shut off. Called in and Jimmy suggested a TPS sensor. It turns out the spark plug was a little loose and super <laughs> burnt out. New plug cured all my issues. Cheers it, from Canada. Okay, so 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 <laughs> now I know something. Mm -hmm. thank you for for getting okay yeah. so number one thank you for getting back to me on on replying when i told you something and it was wrong and then you found out what was right mm -hmm. that's that's good i i would he like helps to make this show better right and now now i can add to my list of things that will happen to your ktm because you took it out of the dealership is that your spark plug could come unscrewed and get loose mm -hmm. i don't know whether i'd like like to ask him like you know how I sometimes ask people, they they say, oh, my bike's doing this or that. And I say, what was the last thing you did to it? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I have never, on any of my KTM 500s, they have millions of hours on them, changed a spark plug. In fact, I had a head rebuilt on one. Mm -hmm. I put the old spark plug back into it because <laughs> it was working fine. Yeah. And there was nothing wrong with it. So I just, I was going to, I was going to go, I was literally going to go up and get another one. Cause I do have a, you know, I have, I have a new one up there. I have a couple new ones that are ready to go. I bought them just as spares. And I'm like, this one kept working. I'll just put it in here. And if mm -hmm. I change it later, I'll change it later. 400 hours later, it's still the same spark plug. Yeah. Hey, this bike lives above the ground. Um, yeah. I, I said this bike looks hammered. It looks, it looks like used i mean yeah this the, this bike is loved i don't know about loved well no good he, memories have been made on this he, bike he, i think he i think he loves it as much as i like my bikes yeah because it, <laughs> it kind of looks like one of my bikes except he has a tank bag so i'm not i'm not a, a big tank bag guy but uh he has he has the bars i'm not I'm, I'm on a different tire i'm on a different tire but i got the mooses like he does probably a quieter exhaust i have um, but yeah, I think that's a, that's a well-traveled, well-used machine. And, and then the tires he's running last forever. So that's mm -hmm. probably, he's probably mileage guy and everything's expensive in Canada. So that's how it works. This is, this is a roost for me just because we learned something new. I, he got back to us. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. a roost. And, and I'm glad that he, I'm glad that, you know, I was able to answer his question or somehow try to answer his question. And then he just told me. F you, you don't know what we're talking about. It was a spark plug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so don't believe everything you get for free on the internets. Yep. Yeah, you could take it to a really good shop like Inside Line Moto down there in Orange County, California. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those guys, they, they, they were kind of pissed off. They didn't have anything to listen to, Matt. They had, they had two hours of silence in their shop because you were ashamed of the show that you did with Logan. Well, they're, they're going to have six hours of amazing content coming soon. Six. Well, yeah. Cause we have three episodes. I need to upload to the RSS feed. The oh. one that you did when I was on vacation, the one that I did with Logan last week, and then this one. And they're going to be unnumbered. No, 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 no. Yours and this one's going to be numbered. The one I did with Logan's going to be unnumbered. That okay. one's just going to be the special. The uh, special because... I'll probably just bulk upload these tomorrow that, morning. That show would have been so much better if you would have unmuted me when I called in. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I saw what was going on in the background. I'm not sure it's such a bad thing that you were muted. I was in the middle of a party in the middle of a race. Yes, and you're like, freezing constantly. Well, because there was lots of people using the internet. There was, there it, was, it was like two frames per second. Okay. 
well, maybe I, you should have just told me that, and then you would have had the audio because I was, I was questioning. I was just checking. I was just checking to see how my show was doing. That's all I was doing. Yeah, yeah. Your your show was doing good. He Logan carries, and I had exactly as much prep as we usually do. He carries tequila in the tank bag, so it's roost. Yeah, that's that's what I say. How do you, well who? How do you know this, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> well, who who uh, who wins your who wins the Takamoto gift card? That's a really good question. <laughs> there is a lot of solid bikes here. Uh, uh, let's. Why don't Why don't, why don't the, you? The, the KTM six twenty is out of. Yeah, out it doesn't, of the doesn't count. Yeah, nice picture. Really great picture. Yeah. Lots of history there. Let me have it. Let Ju- me have a Justin little bit with, more Don Cayo here. Justin with his YZ two fifty is really good. I, I really like that Clinton actually taught us something. Right. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm leaning on the Clinton. I think it's a little bit just because I do. I do like it when people get back because mm-hmm. I. I. It's a it's a coin flip for me and Justin. Look, kids. Oh, sorry for Clinton and Justin. I didn't. I didn't learn all this stuff because I just plugged my ears to the old guys that knew everything like I do. Mm-hmm. I didn't just plug my ears anytime they started lip flapping like I do. I actually listened, and that's how I learned a lot of the things that that I that I know. And now I, as much as I do. To do the lip flapping, I I do the listening too, because I want to, you know, understand and learn these things. I, I wish I would remember exactly like what his symptoms were and stuff, so I could kind of tie that in a little bit better to what the loose spark plug syndrome might be. Although I have experienced this on XR80s and JT60s before, mm-hmm. I actually had a spark plug fly out of the cylinder head, and it took all the threads with it because we'd probably over torqued it. But that's how I learned how to. Um, put a thread cert in on a cylinder head without taking the motor apart and it still ran. Uh, most of the people in the chat are vo- voting for the YZ and Justin is actually in the chat saying that it will take you to the victory zone or victory lane. He's repeating ad slogan. So we've done our job even better. Yeah. Um, boy, I, that, that, so that was my second choice was the, was the, it, yeah, for me. It, it, and it's a coin flip for me, Justin it, or Clinton. It had a, it had an air conditioning like feel mm-hmm. to, to the whole, to the whole thing. Well, I really liked the, uh, the log as a kickstand. Yeah, it was that was good too, boy. Um, that one's rough. Looking for a coin to flip or something around here. Well, we are Clinton, behind actually. Clinton, we what? We are behind on Takamoto segments. Oh, we can't do two winners. Okay. You, you guys didn't do one last time. No, we didn't do one last. You time. You didn't do one. No, no, no. I only called in late. Yeah, yeah. I had to call in and co-host. Uh, from, but yeah, from you afar. know, let's just do one winner. We can one uh, winner. Want want to flip a coin? I don't know if I have uh, Jason Abbott, why don't you help me out here? So, so you just tuned in late. Jason is is a good friend of the show, a mm-hmm. good friend of mine. This guy knows bikes. Jason, we're not going to tell you anything about these bikes. I'm going to show the pictures, though. We're going to show the pictures. So we're going to show two different pictures, and you are going to help us with Rooster Endo because. So here, here's picture number one. Because I know there's a little one. bit of delay. Let me know so, when when you feel like you've got a good feel for yeah, this bike. Just get a good grasp of that bike. Just look at it, feel it, enjoy what this bike is bringing, and then okay. And then we'll show you the next one. Yeah, he'll he'll see it now. So go ahead and slip over to the next one. Okay, we'll give you a couple minutes to decide. But uh, these we're we're really torn between these two these two bikes for various reasons, which you know none of because mm-hmm. you just tuned in late. And then here's the other one. Yeah, he called the first one a desert rat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So even so, though the submission was because uh, and this is yeah. this is absolutely not a desert rat. Yeah, it's a guy from Canada. But th- this is this, this is one. A, this is a meadow muffin, right? 
That's a good one. Metal muffin. Metal muffin. I know, I, that looks more like a glacial valley to me. Right. Almost with yeah. uh, with the river running through it. You know how whenever you ride out in those things, there's always cow patties out there. Yeah. And you always just hit them. Yeah. Uh, I and, really like this picture that Justin submitted. Yeah. This so, really okay, Jason, you, you, you choose between those two and, and the whole, this whole uh, thing is off my shoulders. I'm just having some uh, nice Don Cayo extra Anejo. This stuff mm-hmm. was not cheap either, by the way. I spent. Why most, is he wins? Okay. All right. For, that for settles the, it. For the destination. So, yeah. And Justin's in the chat. So Justin, go ahead and reach out to me and uh, we will get you set up with the Takamoto gift card. Congratulations. Yeah. No, no, uh, no cows there too high. Brenda's going with it with the Brendan. Uh, yeah. Bren- oh yeah. Brenda. Yeah. Brendan. The chat, chat was reading for the YZ here. Right. So, yeah, we good and, job, Justin. Yeah, so we're just switching over. We're trying to, you know, just move away from all those KTMs winning every week. And, yeah, the XEs, the FEs. Support our sponsors. Yeah, uh, yeah. Blue Crew. By the way, Yamaha's still making the two strokes. I got the YZ125, YZ250, and both of those bikes are available in an X version that can also take you to the victory lane. Hey, you know what? I got an entry to the 125 uh, Dream Race, Pasha Dream Race at Hangtown. Oh, you actually have. I you, think I you got, got an invoice. I got invite? it. I got an invite to it. I'm pretty sure. I'm. I'm. I think I'm on the. I think I'm on the list. I don't know if I've been banned yet, but uh, so I got to start getting my YZ125 a little bit more dialed in. Nice. So um, me neither. It was also kind of burnt on the end. What? I'm not sure, but <laughs> sweet. Yeah. So, and he's buying his dad flex bars. Yeah. That's that's the way to go. Help out the old men with bad wrists, Justin. Mm-hmm. Good good job. We really appreciate uh, the support of the show. Um, <laughs> show them kids how it's done. You mm-hmm. know what I might try to do at that race? I don't think it'll work though, because I'm like you know solid 200 pounds these days. I just thinking I should just I'll just really just really work on my starts, work on my starts. Because in a 125 race, if you can get off the gate, mm-hmm. you just start moving over on people. So I can start on one side or the other, and I can yeah. get off the gate and just start moving over, and they can't pass you because oh, all the bikes are so slow. You should you should run a GoPro, too. I, I, I there's a GoPro me racing a Husky 125 at Hangtown um, a few years back, huh. back in the old uh, dirt rider days. Nice. I had a I had a there was an Italian Husky too, by the way. Oh, the redheads. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like back when you you used to have a Husky. Yeah, yeah I had I had a Husky then. Uh, so we have a couple, well, we only have one question on the sheet, really. The other one's kind of a comment that okay. I was kind of hoping, but anyway, we'll, we'll just go to this one question. So JD jetting explained video that we have up on the dirt bike test channel. Jacob Pye was asking, how do I adjust my idle? I have a 2015 CRF 450R with this tuner on it. So the interesting thing is, uh, this JD jetting explained video was done probably six years ago. Yeah. It's quite a few years old. And we just get this comment on it and I'm kind of curious did he just ask it and expect an answer to come out, come flying out of the YouTubes like imme- immediately or <laughs> maybe I'm guessing, or is, is he just like, or was he searching how to adjust his idol? And this video came up. This is the interesting thing about, you know, how, how we communicate and how we expect to get answers. So how do you adjust your idol? I'm pretty sure on that bike, there's a little knob on the side of the carburetor <laughs> that you just uh, turn. Well, and this is 2015 Sierra 450 R. Right. Yeah, there's this a is little, fuel injection. Yeah, there's a little black knob. It's the it, oh, you said the carburetor. Oh, a carburetor, uh, f- throttle body. Okay, there so we it go. shows what I know. Yeah, on your carburetor on your fuel injected bike, it's the same. It's just, it's in the same place that a carburetor would be. And maybe if you're asking how to adjust the idle, you don't know the difference. But anyhow, mm-hmm. yeah, I was wrong. I said it. 
I caught it. Feels good, I think. <laughs> no, it's the tequila feels good. Yeah. So there's a, there's probably a little black knob on that sucker, and you just turn it, and it'll be clearly explained in your owner's manual. And the tuner has very little, if any, effect on the idle. Although mm-hmm. there are adjustments that you can do that will affect the the richness of the idle. So I would set the JD tuner at three. So I think that's the, like right in the middle. And so it's stock and then adjust the idle. And then if you want to go someplace from there, you know what you want, higher idle speed or whatever, do it, do it that way. And then maybe you can kind of co-op. And so the idle, I believe is, I'm trying to think of the blinking colors. It's, it's a blinking color, and I, I think it's the fourth. I think it's the fourth one. There's there's low, mid, top, then the idle adjust when you're clicking through the cycling, which I probably explained in that video. But the reason I do those videos is so that I don't have to remember it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like I make the video, and then I flush it out of my memory. Yeah, it's why I have so many notebooks with me at all times. Right. Same thing. Uh what is Rick Rodriguez saying there? He's so this was on the 23KX450X first impression video. Rick thinks that the Kawasaki needs Kawasaki needs to work on that bike just a little bit. Can't take an MX bike and uh, bike map slap an 18-inch rear wheel on the back and the, with a kickstand and call it a GNCC bike. Think Honda did a bit better with the Sierra 450RX, but a lot of dealers are having these things on sale, so I may just jump into one for the price tag. Hey, Rick, I'm going to tell you that Kawasaki did a good job. I was blown away by how good the Kawasaki worked. And I actually put, so, well, we were riding a lot around the motocross track at the SRA, but I actually put the most, I put the aggressive map on the Kawasaki Mm -hmm. because then I could ride it a gear high and that motor just loves to to do that. But if there was kind of like one complaint that sort of resonated about the Honda, it was the big gas tank. Yeah, I didn't like it. I, it didn't bother me one bit, but then again, I ride bikes with big gas tanks all the time, but it didn't bother me, but it bothered a lot of people. And the Kawasaki has this tiny, small gas tank and, and it didn't draw any complaints. So there is that. And a gas tank's not a cheap piece of equipment to manufacture. I, I mean, and then there's all kinds of accessory ones, aftermarket stuff. If you can get a good deal on a, on a 23 uh, KX450X, I think you're going to be very happy with that motorcycle. I, I, you know, um, but it is a motocross bike with <laughs> with a kickstand. That's but, but it, it's funny is how good that ends up working. For, yeah, for, and did, for what do, do, do you know what do you know what um uh, ignition coupler Trevor had on it? Did he say? I wasn't told about that. Back, I, I wonder. I wonder if he put it back to stock or he left it. He he may. Have, he might have just left the because because uh, I was trying all the maps on all the bikes, but I didn't even see the, the yeah and that one you have to change the, the coupler, coupler out yeah so good yeah I, uh, rick um go for it yeah uh brendan springer davis but you could always get a yamaha yz 450 fx yeah yeah and then you get a wide ratio transmission which and is which power tuner. you got the power tuner app so you can make the bike do anything and in in reality one of the one of the biggest things that I noticed when I was racing around that Grand Prix is that if it had been any faster, the Honda, the gas gas, for sure, those two, and then 
a little bit the Kawasaki, but not as much, um, would have run out of gearing. And to, you know, so the, the Yamaha had the, the widest spread, although I noticed the gaps and I usually don't, com- I don't complain about them, but we ride three bikes that have no gaps whatsoever, tight ratio motocross gearboxes. Mm-hmm. You, you, the, the gap stand stood out, but I'm sure that I could play with the map a little bit on the Yamaha and then the gaps wouldn't matter because it makes so much power. Yamaha sponsor of tech talk taco Tuesday. Taking Thank you, you very to the much. victory zone. Yeah. The victory zone. And Ristrando and Ristrando wins too. All right, so Brendan Springer Davis chimed in on YouTube saying, "Dirt bike test idea: Are the Chinese knockoff bars the same quality as the pro tapers and various brands made in in the Chinese factories? Are they identical, and they only have different stamps?" Uh, no, no. <laughs> if there was, so in all honesty, if there was one thing that for sure that I, I probably. Foot pegs and handlebars would be the two things I would be worried about not buying a good quality product. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, in all my life and all my riding, I've never bent a set of flex, fast company flex handlebars. Yeah, I've heard they're pretty tough from dude. I mean, I've even seen, before they were I've sponsors. Seen, yeah, I've seen guys, you know, do crazy stuff with them. But mm-hmm. in all of my normal tip overs, crashes, you know, whatever not bent a said yet. And this is on adventure bikes too, that have a little bit of heft when they fall over and tip over. Now, could this be because it does have that flex feature to it? So it has a little bit of play to, could be, could be some of that, but they're just built, they're just built strong, built Mm -hmm. tough, but yeah, don't, don't go to China. Yeah. Don't go to China for the handlebars. Don't go to, I've seen Chinese handlebars snap. I've seen Chinese foot pegs snap. And both of those things, generally the end result of those things snapping is from a, a decent force and the the resulting crash was nowhere near the money you saved by by buying cheap stuff so get good stuff shop support through rocky mountain mca tv uh they they have chinese stuff too they make chinese stuff too mm-hmm. um they have they have like lots of knockoff lower price products as well but i believe that they do their diligence when they test some of that stuff and uh, I've I've kind of seen the results of some of it in the past, and the Chinese muffler on the CRF two thirty still working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just put it put a Chinese muffler on, and then when the everything the the muffler rattles apart, and then the packing blows out. At least you're just loud. You're not dead, right? <laughs> well, I think yeah. Uh, unless chat has any more questions, that's kind of everything. Oh, we got a hot date. No. Oh, I mean, no? We don't have to wrap up. We do have the product of the week we need to go through, too. Oh, yeah. I was going to product of the week it here. Yeah. Which some, with some gloves. Climb Gloves. Climb, a fine sponsor of the show. But I always... Um, I, I, I bring our sponsors' products in first. They're just easy because I have them and I, I, I use them. Mm-hmm. But in the last two years, and I, and I talked about the Windstopper gloves, the... What do they call them? inversion gloves. I talked about them a few shows ago back when it was cold. Now it's warm. So I'm wearing normal gloves all the time now. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of occurred to me that I start searching for my new gloves. And usually I don't. I go to my old gloves all the time and I kind of wear them. And now I started searching for my new gloves. And I may have stole, stolen your new gloves, allegedly. Uh, my hand. Well, you, you didn't get your we gloves? Were, I didn't get my gloves, but we were different sizes. Oh. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm mediums. Okay, then I didn't steal them. Yeah. I, well, let me hold on, let me check here. 
I because it is a gloves. Those, those those look like the gloves I'm waiting on. Oh, they do. Yeah, because huh? I mean, I'm waiting on Mojave and Dakar gloves, and those look like Mojave Dakar gloves. They are. There's one of each. That's even like they. Is they, that a medium? <sighs> that might be my glove. That's a medium. No, large. But oh, okay, never mind. Large. Yeah. Okay, we're good. So here's here's the thing. I've been complaining for I had been complaining a little bit about some of the fit. Just mm-hmm. and and they're always asking, hey, what gloves fit? Because I wear a lot of different stuff. Uh, as well, because I'm wearing it for photo modeling and different things. And we were always kind of tooling around with the, the fit. And and so they got it right. Mm-hmm. The, the new gloves are really, really good. The Mojave and the Dakar gloves. Um, not the not the pro gloves, not the because they have it's funny, they have a lot of different gloves. These are just the dirt biking gloves. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of extra protection on them and stuff like that. Mojave glove for any time. And then if you want a, a, a nice vented glove, no, the Mojave when it's nice vented glove, the Dakar for any time. And one is, you know, one is padded, one is much less padded. Mm-hmm. And then if you like those gloves that are like slippers, which I don't like, then they have the XC. Yeah, yeah. XC gloves that don't have any Velcro closure or anything like that. But, man, these things have been really durable. Uh, I Right away, like some of the some of the palm grippy stuff kind of mm-hmm. came off a little bit quick. But yeah. It it hasn't affected the grip of the glove. I just it was more of an aesthetic thing, but what good gloves! I mean, super stoked. So, uh, climb Mojave and uh, Dakar gloves. The new, like I said, the new ones, the only ones they have available anymore because they sold out of everything pretty much. But the new gloves are uh, really good. Super super stoked. Especially, I kind of I kind of I used to always wear Mojave all the time, mm-hmm. and I've kind of gone back to wearing the Dakar a little bit more. Which is which is good. Yeah. Just a little bit more protection on a little bit little bit of padding and it's not you know, padding sometimes just doesn't work out so well. So I and I a lot of times I I don't even run the closure down, but it fits so good on my hand I don't feel like I need to run the, the closure down. So pretty good. So the new gloves are large that are really large. So I think you're saying they're actually large as now. They're they, Yeah. And I have so I have a <sighs> we'll say I have a stumpy hand. Yeah, they're they're short and well, they're kind of fat, but not very long fingers. So my biggest problem is I, I need to wear a large just for the, the size of my palm and, and the fatness of my fingers down here. But like a lot of times the length isn't long enough. So on almost every glove, when I when I wear the glove, you know, that I'm just faking it on the tip. You know, my, my I, this tip doesn't... Mm-hmm. Doesn't really, so I'm, so, so I'm kind of folding down. It looks like there should be an extra, uh, eh, what, half an inch, uh, 20, 30 centimeters, 27, 20, 18 centimeters yeah. into the metric system. That's, but that's normal. That's, that's kind of normal for for me. Uh, so it doesn't doesn't bother me. But like a lot of other gloves, like sometimes they, they kind of pinch at the, at the palm, mm-hmm. you know, or at the at the tip of the finger, they'll pinch even though my finger isn't going all the way out there. And then there's yeah. other ones that are just like all floppy and wandering around. But those ones, they they. they I fit. really hope we get a clip of this audio. Well, there's a guy that's supposed to be editing that. Uh, yeah, John yeah. is he doing his job or did he drop oh, off no, the no. radar? No, no, he's been doing it. Yeah, yeah, no, he's been doing a good job. Are we pumping that stuff on the tubes or the internets or the? the they haven't reached YouTube yet. No, the insta. How come? Uh, other nine to five job. Other nine to five job, Matt. You could be staring at a computer the rest of your life instead of riding dirt bikes. Mm-hmm. It's a path that you have to choose. I thought that I wanted money, mm-hmm. and that's why I raced dirt bikes. <laughs> 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 yeah. So 
Uh, large was usually a medium in the climb. Uh, could be. Yeah, could be. I I thought their sizing was was kind of consistent with everything. You know, and, and so a lot of times I have a lot of climb XL gloves, but it was mostly because they were they were kind of it wasn't that the, 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 the length, it was more like the thickness, the width. So kind of just at the finger. Mm-hmm. And the, but then it would also bunch up on my palm because the palm was actually too big. But if if you're just out riding, like and whether it's climb or any other company, like try different gloves. You'll be amazed at the just the it's 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 like wearing good underwear, <laughs> you know, something that's not all bunched up and causing problems. Like if you have good gear, your ride gets better. It's just you, you know, you, it's just like you're not always. It's not like it's not like somebody poking you all the time. Like mm-hmm. after they poke you long enough, you get used to it, and you're just like, oh, it's that's normal. But when you when you don't get poked, and you go, oh, that's so much nicer. That makes uh, you know. Yeah, and Mark says gloves are like helmets. Some fit and some don't fit everyone. Yeah, yep. this is this is that's true. A, that's, that's why I say you got to try because you have weird shaped hands or something funny. My hands are pretty normal except yeah. for the length of my fingers. And I'm super fortunate that the climb gloves have the climb gloves have actually always fit me. Yeah, I'm I'm I know I'm one of the lucky few. Well, yeah. maybe not few, but I'm fortunate. Yeah, there's like I said, there's a, and and gloves are actually pretty. I mean, for how much stitching and sewing and stuff that goes into those things, I'm I'm amazed at how inexpensive they are. I'm sometimes surprised. Mm-hmm. And and I I know guys that ride in like they you know they gardening gloves and different things I've seen before, and they're like, yeah, these things just they fit me. They're better than my other things. Uh, and it's like you know some of these guys are just perennial cheapskates. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there's other guys that just honestly they couldn't find something that fit, and they went and found something that that fit them. But maybe they didn't try hard enough as well. Because yeah, I'm I'm not. <laughs> I'm just laughing because some of the some of the gnarliest guys I rode with literally rode in those leather gardening gloves. Just they're yeah. kind of they're kind of that yellowy leather gardening gloves, and they thought they were the best gloves ever. But ever. But then you realize how old they were, and that's what they've always ridden in. They just mm-hmm. never migrated to the. Luckily, they switched over to regular boots. Um, <laughs> but they switched from their lineman boots to the to the to the more more modern boots. So, anyways, uh, I think that's we're gonna wrap this uh, this show up. Thanks to uh, Don Cayo, uh, my co host. Yeah, yeah, good co hosting over there. kept kept their mouth shut. A little bit better than Logan, actually. Mm. Yeah. Got you talking a little bit more. Think so. A little bit more loosely. Really? Yeah. No, you're same as usual. Normal. Yeah. Uh, still working on my book, m- book Monkey Butt Two. Haven't haven't done any more writing on it. So, just in case you were wondering, <laughs> uh, go ahead and tell a friend about this podcast. Like, share, do all that stuff. I mean, really, do do that stuff. Like, uh, put it on your put it on when you have a contest. Whoever gives us the most publicity. Yeah, something like that. Um, we need to. We need to. I need to legitimately get a good prize and have some sort of a contest to to kind of because that's everybody likes a contest. Mm-hmm. And then we can we can like Rustrando, right? That's a contest. Yeah, mm-hmm. have a, have a contest where we um, make you know uh, guilt. No reward. I get the right word. Yeah, reward our uh, our audience for spreading the good word. Yeah. Maybe you know because somebody can learn something from this. Somebody somewhere, someplace, somehow. I would hope. So this is the only day that I'm answering questions on motorcycles. The rest of the day I'm just going back to gardening and cooking. Questions, 
And there we uh, go. Yeah. With that, so send me an email, and I'll just uh, I'll forward you back the link to how to <laughs> join into the show. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you, you'll have to listen to it. And then the problem is, I'll forget which episode it is. If I ever respond back to you about when we answered your question, then you'll have to listen to six of these things, which is really good for our numbers, but not good for your time. So anyways, uh, thanks a lot, guys, for joining in. Thanks for participating in Rooster Dino. Thank you, Matt. Yep. Got any, anything exciting coming up? You said nine to five job way too many times. Yes, yes. A lot of CSV files, but that part's done. It's going to be a lot more engaging work there. Yeah. Uh, but do look for, I'm going to be focusing a lot on some DBT stuff because uh, admittedly, I'm a little behind. Right, uh, I'm and lo- I do I'm, apologize to everyone. I'm looking for the beginner bike video. You and me both. I want. I really want to know the outcome of that whole that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. that's gonna that's gonna track. And we're thinking about doing a boot comparison. And I, I was actually thinking about like engaging some of our audience here to mm-hmm. help help with that. Yeah, as well because we might have some boots. So okay, okay everybody, uh, cheers, and uh, we will see you out in the trail. <laughs>